Hello, and welcome back to Field Notes, the offshoot of our Sounds of the Sanctuary podcast, where we take a deeper dive into the topics raised in Sounds of the Sanctuary and consult some of our very own Red Wings experts or special guests to pick their brains to get a wider understanding on the topic. If you are a horse owner or someone who loves and cares for horses, we hope you'll enjoy these discussions. Don't forget to hit subscribe or recommend it to others. In this week's Sounds of the Sanctuary, we spoke to Sarah, a team leader for our Knights team, about the prep that her team put in for Bonfire Night. We also revealed that the measures that we take to protect our horses in fireworks season cost Red Wings almost £1,500. These extra checks happen at every Red Wing site affected by fireworks, and our Field Notes episode this week begins with Holly from Red Wings Ada Cole in Essex. She shares their experiences, especially given their proximity to Harlow and other residential areas. So anyone that has visited Red Wings Ada Cole would know that it is quite unique as our centres go in, in its proximity to neighbouring houses and buildings and things like that. So it's in a, in a built up area. And we are chatting today with Holly, who is our yard manager at Red Wings Ada Cole, about whether that proximity to people and houses and everything impacts their experience of bonfire night and fireworks in general. So Holly, tell us, are there lots of displays? Do you have to be do you have to be prepared for lots of fireworks displays? Yeah, we have quite a lot of firework displays going on in Harlow. And actually the town centre isn't that far from the site. So at the back of the site, in particular on bonfire night, it, the sky is literally lit up with fireworks um, and they're incredibly loud. Sometimes it almost feels like we're living in World War Three here. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, incredibly yeah. loud. Um, and then we also have lots of fireworks on New Year's Eve as well. That can be sometimes be on par with bonfire night. And then we also have sort of different religious celebrations like Diwali for example the festival of light we have a lot of fireworks then for that as well so yeah we get them pretty much all year round to be honest. And how does that impact you as sort of responsible for how many horses are you responsible for? At the moment we've got 72 but we range sort of between 70 to 80 85 so a lot of horses. So that's a lot of horses to keep safe. So when you're when you're sort of thinking ahead to those, particularly those sort of flashpoints in the year mm-hmm. when you know there's going to be lots of displays, what sort of things do you think about and how does that make you feel? It makes me and my team feel quite anxious, actually. We always worry about, you know, is a pony going to get stressed and then poorly and potentially colic so that is always sort of in the the back of our minds one of the things we do to prepare is we write letters to our neighbors um a lot of our neighbors tend to have big firework parties and bonfires so we write letters to them making sure that they're aware that obviously there are horses there are livestock here and could they not sort of do their displays near their, our fence lines and then with regards to our night check we obviously do our night check normally about eight o'clock at night but what i'll do because i live on site I will head out a little bit later and just go and recheck everybody, make sure they're all okay. I mean, we have had times like New Year's Eve, for example, there'll be fireworks going on till one o'clock in the morning. So times like that, I will come out and just make sure, you know, take my torch and just make sure everyone's okay. But yeah, yeah, that's what we do. 
And have you ever had any concerns or any particular, are there any particular memories that stick out of any times you've sort of been there on checks and, and been really worried for your horses? We have actually come into some of our paddocks the morning after and found rocket cases and sticks in our fields and we've yes. found a few of them actually in the paddocks with our ponies in as well. Um, so obviously that's that's a massive concern. Imagine if that hit one of our ponies or mm-hmm. if, you know, it caught a bale of hay on fire. It, it'd be a catastrophe, to be honest. Touch wood, I think our ponies are habituated to it to some extent now, but obviously yes. it's still a worry to us. Like the same with my own dogs, for example, they're habituated to it because it becomes sort of normal. But there is that sort of element of, oh, is it going to be louder this year and are they going to be, you know, more frightened? But, yeah, we do worry all the time, to be honest, Jude. No, I can I can fully imagine that. And you mentioned you're writing letters to your yeah. neighbours. Do you find that that helps? Or your neighbours, I mean, you've said about finding rockets in the, mm-hmm. in the field, but obviously they can come from quite a long way away. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that writing the letters helps? Do, do your neighbours seem to take that, you know, quite positively? <laughs> We'd like to think it helps, but then we do find the rocket sticks in the paddocks yeah. that are next to their houses. So I think for us, prevention's better than cure. Yeah. So anything that's in the vicinity of a neighbour, we just make sure those paddocks, those stables are empty. Yeah. So that if anything does, you know, fly over the fence, then they're not necessarily going to harm any of our animals. So yeah, prevention's so, better than cure. Absolutely. You've hit that nail on the head there. Yeah, prevention definitely better than cure. So, but sounds like that's like a logistical you know something that extra on top mm-hmm. of everything that comes into caring for 80 horses Definitely. that sounds like an extra logistical thing that you have to think about this time of year Definitely. in terms of where you can put your horses that they're going to be safe and things like that so extra extra mental strain on you mm-hmm. I'm sure trying to work yeah. that all out yeah definitely and so for example our quarantine stables are right next to one of our neighbours and we try our hardest to make sure that we don't have, have anything in those quarantine stables at all during the sort of bonfire period obviously sometimes it's inevitable if we get a rescue in then we need quarantine but 99% of the time we try to leave that empty during bonfire week especially yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting you called it bonfire week rather than bonfire night. Mm-hmm. You kind of hit the nail on the head. That mm-hmm. it's and it sounds like for you especially it isn't even just around that time of year. It can be other times as well. But do people let you know that there are displays happening, or do you just have to assume there will be something potentially every night of that week? Pretty much, we just take the assumption that it's going to be the whole week, the whole week leading up to sometimes the weekend before bonfire night and the weekend after. So it could even be extended sort of a 10 day period. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're quite lucky. A lot of us live in the surrounding area. So if we do see any signs for big displays, then we communicate it with each other. Oh, yeah. you know, this is happening on that night. Just be aware. Um, yeah. But yeah, that sort of weekend before and weekend after. Yeah, we sort of bite our fingernails in anticipation, you know, of what's going to happen. Yeah, and and extra resources, I guess, for your teams as well. If there's extra staff on site for the extra check and things like that. Do you ever find that you have to give them any extra sort of forage or anything to keep keep them happy when there's things going on overhead? Definitely. If we know we've got sort of a big display going on, then we'll make sure they've got extra forage to last them a little bit longer into the night so they're, you know, kept busy and preoccupied. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've got lots of enrichment activities in their paddocks and, and wood chips as well. So we just make sure that they're all where they need to be, really. So 
Holly, after everything you've said, I guess potentially a final question would be, as someone who's responsible for so many horses as well as your own pets, do you have any plea for people that might be thinking about having a fireworks event at any time of the year? Please, please, if you've got livestock or neighbours with pets, dogs, cats, any animals, just let them know, give them enough pre-warning so they can put the procedures into place to just ensure they keep their animals safe. And actually, go and buy some fireworks that don't make noise, you know? The less noise, the better. But yeah, please pre-warn people with enough notice so that they can make sure they keep their animals safe and calm and settled. Or go to an organised event, you know, don't necessarily have them in your back garden next to somewhere with livestock. Go to an event that's actually dedicated for fireworks, you know. Yeah, because like you said, if it's an organised event, you and your team, the chances are you would know it was happening. Exactly. You would be able to be be prepared for that. as much as possible whereas someone in their back garden you don't necessarily get that that advantage of notice definitely so so, holly thank you ever so much for spending time of your busy day to tell us about this and we can only wish you and your team hopefully a peaceful you know coming up bonfire period festive period and we yeah we wish you a peaceful one and and that you and all your residents stay stay safe and well Next up, we talk to Catherine and her team from Red Wings Mountains in Forfar. Mountains is very much the other end of the spectrum, and being so remote, they luckily don't have the same issues with fireworks displays. However, as Scots, they are also subject to different regulations around fireworks, which have been recently introduced and are different from the rest of our sites in the UK. Thankfully, Mountains is surrounded by those who also keep animals, and therefore would either understand or share our concerns around fireworks displays. This, together with Catherine's thoughts on attitudes she has seen towards the new Scottish legislation, could show the link between fireworks and empathy, and whether those who host displays understand the consequences they can have on others. This shows that the work that the Red Wings campaigns team is doing, alongside other animal and human charities, is still vitally important. So Catherine, you don't have any real issues with fireworks actually for for the centre there at all? No, thankfully we're in a very rural position and with the, the neighbours around us also are animal keepers so there's there's nothing like that goes on up here at all which is yeah. a good thing. <laughs> yes, and it's interesting because Holly spoke about how much, you know, how much worry and there's quite a lot of mental strain that goes into making sure the horses are in certain paddocks and things like that ahead of the event and and everything so actually do you feel a sense of relief that that isn't something you have to worry about very much so it it can be hard at times about weather without having to relocate horses just because of noise so yeah it's 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 a a real benefit to being in this rural position have you have any of you had experiences with your own animals and any issues I haven't because um, my I've got two dogs and they're pretty used to the sounds of the country, like shooting and things like that. So they're not they're not troubled by things like that. But I can imagine if maybe they'd been brought up in the middle of the town, it might be a, a whole different scenario for them. Yeah, but you mentioned that actually in Forfa you do get 
New Year's especially is yes yes we can well from where I see um, I can hear fireworks going off in Porfa from where I live I'm about six or seven miles yeah I can hear that it does carry we're also quite fortunate as well that our neighbours close by all they either have livestock or they have horses themselves so they're very respectful but with each other, very understanding. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be setting off fireworks, and neither would they. But it's not something we yeah. stand up up here. Yeah, and as our centre in Scotland, you actually are under different legislation from the rest of the UK. And and this year, Scotland has brought in measures to bring in zones where it would be prohibited to set off fireworks. So somewhere like mountains could apply to be part of that zone if you had an issue with fireworks which would mean that people wouldn't be able to let them off. And also the government is bringing in licensing for members of the public. So people wouldn't be able to own certain types of fireworks or let them off without a license. And likewise, it would be restricted to certain times of year around different celebrations. As Scots yourselves, do you think that legislation is useful? Um, Do you think that would be helpful for for people in your situation with animals? Thank you could be useful and helpful but I'm not sure how easy it would be to police. You haven't noticed a shift in anyone's attitude or like within you know friends or people that you know in your communities anything you haven't noticed a shift in attitude at all? I think uh, what I've noticed well on uh, social media platforms is that people have a lot to say and people feel that they've been told that they're not allowed to do something they are getting a bit outraged about it and, you know, demanding the rights to have firework displays in areas that probably never had them before anyway. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's the nature of people as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting to hear, though. Thank you very much. Lastly, having heard these two very different accounts, it's worth reminding ourselves why fireworks is an issue that Red Wings feel so strongly about. This interview with Policy and Research Officer Helen was actually recorded as part of our fireworks episode in 2022, but it is a timeless reminder about what those passionate about the topic can do to voice their opinion. So next up on the podcast, I'm having a chat with Helen Whiteleg, who works in our campaigns team here at Red Wings. And Helen, I wonder, just to kick us off, just as a summary, why are fireworks so dangerous for horses? Why is it something that Red Wings is so passionate about? I think in in general, we have to remember that horses are, they're wired differently to humans. They are flight animals, prey animals. So their instinct is very much to run away from things and to be easily scared because they have survived by not stopping to check out something they're unsure of. They run away from it just as a, a primary instinct. And they have very highly attuned senses. So their their sense of smell, their their sense of hearing is different to ours as well. So they're extremely sensitive to loud noises. If you think about it, horses are actually a very quiet animal. They yes. don't vocalise the way that we do. You know, sound isn't, um, they don't use sound in the way that we do. So they're always listening out for 
a sound that might be something they need to worry about. So the really loud noises of fireworks are, are, are completely off the scale to most horses in terms of it being an unknown and it being a really terrifyingly loud noise in the case of some fireworks. And that can very easily trigger what we would call a fear response. So Mm -hmm. so it it, it comes out of nowhere. There's no lead up to it. Those explosions are are just, can can take a horse by surprise as much Mm -hmm. as anything. And being so loud, their instinct is then just to get away from it. And horses will can then potentially run and run. And obviously, most horses are contained in an area. Uh, even a big paddock is is still a contained area. They have to be for their own safety. And so, if they can't, if, if the fireworks are a display going off continuously, their inability to actually get themselves to a point where they feel safe is hampered by yeah. um, the fencing. So they will just keep running quite often. And that is when they can become dangerous to themselves. They can run through fences, they can jump fences, and and there are, that's reported quite commonly by owners whose horses have been stressed by fireworks. They can also be dangerous to, if if you try and get in a field with Mm -hmm. them, obviously they're they're running in panic, so they're going to run through you or over you equally so they they can be dangerous to themselves and other animals and humans around them Uh, and they can also run themselves simply to a point where they make themselves exhausted even unwell it's important to recognize that horses are also very adaptable a lot of horses are not bothered by fireworks because over the years they they can become used to them which is why you know thankfully even with um, so many horses in our own care the case of Sprite and Percy was was rare you know it doesn't happen every year by any instance but it's also good to know to remember that horses can react differently in different circumstances so a horse for example that's been fine with fireworks in the past may react differently on a another occasion um, maybe they're in a new home in a new field they've got new friends so they've got other stresses in their life and the fireworks might just be something that escalates their ability to cope to a point um, where they don't feel they can deal with it in a a way that they have in the past. So I don't think we can say these horses cope with fireworks. They will always cope with fireworks. That's a given. Um, So I think even for any owner, they're always something of a worry. We have first-hand experience Mm. of, of the tragic consequences that fireworks can cause in addition to losing Sprite and Percy, we've also we lost a rescued mare called Cinders to a fireworks related injury. And we also our Ox Hill Rescue Centre in Warwickshire had a very near miss with stray fireworks causing a, a fire hazard and very nearly, luckily somebody spotted it and very nearly setting uh, a light to a, a barn with eight donkeys in it. So taking that all into account your work in the campaign team what work has red wings done so far on this issue of fireworks it is something that we feel very strongly about in the past we've always shared tips that owners can try and use to minimize the risk for their horses and, and that information is still available on our website uh-huh. but unfortunately if fireworks are being let off close to your property where you keep your horses obviously 
there's a limit to what you can do. They can be extremely loud and there's, you know, you, you can't move them miles and miles away in most situations. You can't mask the sound of the fireworks very readily. We would very much like to see a review of the fireworks regulations um, across the country to try and just limit the ease with which fireworks can be bought and let off. There are regulations in place, but we feel it's time with the amount of evidence on the distress that they can cause, that they are uh, subject to better control. So as a campaigner yourself, Helen, people might be listening to the podcast thinking how how if they if they don't agree with the use of fireworks or if they'd like to see it change, what can they do to make change in their local area and things like that? And we recently heard of a decision that had been taken by a local retailer to us here at Hapton HQ, so Red Wings is HQ in Norfolk. And that retailer was Roy's of Roxham, and they have said that they're not going to sell fireworks this year. I wonder, can you tell me a little bit about that, Helen? Yeah, we were delighted to see that story. I, I've, um, I grew up with Roy's, to be honest, so I was, I was very proud of them. They're quite a local institution, aren't <laughs> yes, they, in these they parts? Are. Yes, they are. Yes. It's reportedly in response to sort of customer feeling. So it goes to show that the the power we have as individual shoppers shouldn't be underestimated. And I think expressing your concerns around fireworks is, is a really valuable thing we can all do. We were pleased that in 2019, Sainsbury's took the decision mm-hmm. to stop selling fireworks, which is obviously massive. You know, one of the, the really big supermarkets taking a major decision. And I think you can hope that this is the start of a a movement, if you like, because the more people see that they can make a difference, the more people are likely to speak out and communicate with um, the places that they shop. And the more people do that, the more retailers are going to get a sense of the public feeling. You do get the impression that the public feeling really is escalating quite significantly in, in the past sort of four or five years the numbers of people signing petitions around trying to request that the government in England and Wales reviews firework use has escalated I know that a a lady a very passionate lady who runs a petition every year has for the first time this year reached over well over a million signatories which is which is huge Mm. and every year it gets tabled for discussion by the the government petitions committee I would urge anyone who hasn't signed the petition yet to do so. We want people to come away from listening to this podcast thinking that things can be done. And I think the Roy's case study is a really good example on a local level of people, you know, hopefully politely putting their views across to these retail retailers to to show them what they think and, and retailers responding. And like you say, the strength of feeling is there. So like I say, I, one thing I hope people take from this podcast is is things that they can they can go away and do to hopefully you know make mm. make it feel like they're making a change themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And, and please do write to your MP as well. I think the more MPs are aware of of the strength of feeling in their constituency, it's desperately sad that it it takes tragic incidents to. As to, to, to show the evidence of what we know as horse owners, the distress that horses can um, experience. But 
by hopefully turning those tragic stories into something positive by protecting horses in the future. People can feel empowered and their voice does count and it can be heard. As you've heard through our Sounds of the Sanctuary and Field Notes episodes this week, Red Wings is much like many horse or pet owners this time of year, and the season is often viewed with a sense of worry and concern for our animals. It is great to remember the example of Roy's of Roxham and the power of consumers expressing their views. It's also great to see examples of warnings about fireworks in public media. Just last week, The Archers, the very popular Radio 4 soap opera, covered the issue when the livery yard was impacted by a fireworks display and a horse injured whilst trying to flee. Whilst this account may be fictional, it is all too recognisable for horse owners across the country and it is great to see it represented on such a popular platform. For more information about Red Wings' work on the issue and how you can help, please visit our website. Thank you.